You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang like. like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen whipping it up, and um, this episode here is a nice little bonus episode. I'm going to be sharing with you an ex- an excerpt. Is that how you say that word? Excerpt? Um, a clip, a good twenty or minute, twenty minute or so clip from the Mindset Over Method podcast with my guy Luel Fantroy. The episode has not the full episode has not been released, but he did give me the green light to share to share it with you guys. I don't want to share the whole thing, but I'm going to share uh, a very important piece of it um, where we were talking about my mindset. Some of the people who inspired me um, on my entrepreneurial journey and just how I come to the conclusions of how I'm going to move and make plans and set goals and make sure that I don't quit because that's what it's all about with this entrepreneurship can't quit you gotta you gotta go out swinging and and there's no reason to not be an entrepreneur in america i mean the tax benefits that's just a logical conclusion of being an american the united states of america is a corporation so you better operate as a corporation um because that's the game that's the game is to be a corporation and don't pay taxes all right but anyway and i even i didn't even talk about taxes in the episode but i'm gonna just drop set that there with y'all like Start your own business right off as much as possible um, because that's what the United States is all about. Um, so before I get into that, um, into that clip, 
I do want to share with you guys a real somewhat long, hopefully I can shorten it, but uh, a story. I just want to tell you a little story. So this past weekend, um, I think it was actually Friday, December the 13th. There was a um, there was a video that came out, an interview of Dame Dash. He was on Big Boy's radio show. And there was a clip that I seen. I, I listened to the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. But then um, a very respected pastor or a pastor that I, I hold a lot of respect for, uh, Dr. Eric Mason, based out of uh, I think he's based out of Philly. Uh, he's, he's an author. Um, he has a he has a series called Woke, Woke Church that that like impacted me greatly when I was uh, still a Christian and um, doing research and just digging into um, the the foundational history of Christianity and trying to see is it the white man's religion or is it not? You know, he has some he has some good things to say about it and gave off gave some good resources um, in the meantime. So he he posted a one minute clip on Dame Dash and I'm going to play it and I'm going to I'm going to read to you guys what he posted about it. You know, forbidden knowledge, understanding what they don't tell us, the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Emerald Tablets and all that stuff. It all involves us not being um, us being made genetically modified by Anunnaki to be slaves. That shit is an ancient text, but nobody says that. You understand what I'm saying? Why they don't teach us all of those type of things? Mm-hmm. I want to know what the fuck they're not teaching us that because everything that we're not mm-hmm. taught is meant to control us. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Like in our Bible that people read right now, it says, obey your slave master in the Bible. So that had to be written by a slave. And how do we listen to any law that was made 50 to 100 years ago? Because they were made by people that had slaves. So how do we listen to any education or any law made by anyone that had a slave? All that shit should start over. But back to what I was saying about the pyramids and all that. We, you know, Billy Carson's been going through all the hieroglyphics and all the text. Is there school in any hieroglyphic? You, you hear any school? No. Nope. No. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of kids being taught by other people's um, or, or kids letting other people's parents teach them that are mediocre. That may- All right. So with that clip, Dane was speaking on um, other ancient texts that predate the Bible um, that he thinks are very valuable and and I feel the same way and that's one of the reasons why I had to step back from Christianity because once I started reading these Sumerian texts um I realized that yo these these are the stories that influenced the Old Testament and um and and like the the Sumerians basically came from and these these the, those people in these texts basically are based out of ancient Mesopotamia um, and if you know the Old Testament, you know that Abraham, you know, Father Abraham, he's from the land of Ur. And so before he, you know, left his father and mother and go go to a land that I will show you as part of the Bible, um, he left Ur and went to where he went to. Right. So Ur is in Mesopotamia and Mesopotamia is where all this stuff went down, where all the Sumerian stories and where, where these people told these stories. Right. And supposedly where the where, where the world started. But. Um, so if anybody would know those stories, it would be Abraham because that's where he grew up. Right. So but what Pastor Mason was saying, he was this is what he wrote on Twitter. He said, here's Dame Dash espousing pseudo history about creation, 
Sumerian mythology, the Anunnaki, and false ideology, false ideology of the Bible and slavery and canonicity. And a lot, a lot of big terms. Basically, he's saying um, the whatever creation that Dame is talking about is pseudo history. He said that um, Sumerian mythology and Anunnaki, false idiot. So whatever the Sumerians say, it's myth and it shouldn't be trusted. Um, the Anunnaki, all that, all that information is, is just false. Um, it's bad history. Um, let me see. He's, and also he said, after he said, uh, that about the slavery and canonists, he was just using all these big words that I don't like when people do, but he said all debunk thinking that is merely urban legend. This is why we need urban apologetics. Um, hashtag woke church. And so the part where I, I really took issue with that is, well, it's a, it's a lot of it, but, um, to say that anyone that mentions Sumerian mythology or other creation stories, that's urban legend. That's not urban legend. <laughs> These stories are not, they did not derive from the hoods of America, from the ghettos of America. Like that, that's not even, that's not logical and it's just not true. So the so-called Sumerian myths, I mean, basically the Old Testament especially Genesis chapters one through 11 is all myth. If you read the Epic of Gilgamesh, if you leave, if you read Atrahasis, if you read the seven tablets of creation, and I'm not talking about reading a book that is attempting to debunk them, just reading the stories themselves. You can see the you can see the, the similarity. You can see it's like the story of Atrahasis is basically the story of the flood and Noah's Ark, but it gives way more detail. But it has like multiple gods as opposed to one God in the story. Um, and the Epic of Gilgamesh talks about creation and it and it talks about the flood. So that has multiple stories. But it's these these stories, they do trace back earlier than the Old Testament. And it's not even it's not something that can can be debunked. Like they literally have existed for thousands of years. You can still go to certain museums um, all over the world because there are existing original clay tablets clay tablets with cuneiform script cuneiform language written on them um with these stories like these stories still exist nobody has the original papyrus that the old testament was written on but these stories have been found all over the world and so there is much more hard evidence of these stories existing and and there's more consistency that that you can put together from the hard evidence of original writings as opposed to the old testament which is the most recent surviving copy of something that was put together you know 500 to a thousand years bc but these stories the anunnaki stories or epic of gilgamesh or seven tablets of creation those go back 20 500 3000 4000 years bc right so these stories are way older and have and have stood the test of time so um i was like yo how are you gonna say that this is pseudo history as if the old testament 
is in pseudo history. And I and I wrote back to him. I said, my, my brother, you're coming across as intellectually dishonest with your attempt to say that his creation story or his history is invalid. And once again, as if the Bible version is valid, you know, Genesis one through eleven is all myth and you know it. That was my response to him on Twitter. Um, and it was a thread. I said, you know, the Anunnaki story is a multicultural global account from different civilizations for a scholar to categorize to categorically deny the plausibility that the Anunnaki stories, Epic of Gil Gilgamesh, um, Atrahasis, Enuma Elish and the seven tablets of creation, which all predate the writing um, of the Old Testament to say that they are not connected is is flat out false and comes across as intellectually dishonest until you can sit down and discuss these topics with people that are familiar to it you will be received to an unbeliever in the same manner that you received dame and i know this because i have been that person right like you hear somebody as as a christian and as an apologist someone who would defend the faith and argue the faith and go to you know go to battle for the faith um typically as a christian you because you think you already have the well, i'll say i'll speak for myself before because i thought i had all the answers and that i that i had the truth i didn't even need to have all the answers i i have the truth that's that's how you think as a christian you have the truth anything outside of the bible that doesn't agree with it doesn't line up with it is false period because god wrote the bible <laughs> you know what I mean? like that's that's what the bible says that's what the pastors teach you and then you just believe it and you have faith right um and you just know and so um i can i can see why he has the position that he has um if he but if he wasn't a pastor though like you like you're a pastor you went to you went to seminary you have studied hopefully have studied multiple texts that are not christian based right that are just world history or just the the stories that i'm talking about but i don't think that's the case it doesn't seem to be the case uh with, with pastor pastor mason and so he he responded and he was like cite your sources because i got sources <laughs> so um he didn't so he didn't answer the question he just cited the sources to show that all those stories that i was bringing up were null and void right so he just he would he would he just started sending me pictures of books of book titles so he sent me old testament parallels um so laws and stories from the ancient and near east so it looks like a, a Christian textbook. Um, he sent me another book, Egyptomania, a history of fascination, obsession and fantasy. He sent me another book title, Invented Knowledge, False History, Fake Science and Pseudo Religions. He sent me another book title, Profane Egyptologists the modern revival of ancient egyptian religion let's see afrocentric ideology and church history mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh 
reversing Herman, Enoch, the Watchers, and Forgotten Mission of Jesus Christ. All right, so basically he sent me all these books and book titles, pictures of book titles, basically of books that he read, and they're all like Christian books. They're all written by Christians. And they're already leading with everything that I'm about to tell you. These cats is off. And I'm going to show you why. Not, hey, let's study the history. Hey, these writings and these, these inscriptions, these hieroglyphs, these existed well before the Old Testament was, was formed. But I'm going to tell you, that it, it, like, I haven't read the books myself, so I can't speak too much on them. But the, these titles obviously lead you to believe that anything that came out of Egypt is false, invented knowledge, profane. You saying Egyptology is profane. What you're saying is it's wrong. It, it, it exalts itself against the knowledge of God, which will make it in. Just make it make it wrong, basically. You know what I mean? Like it's idolatry to even consider the Egyptian gods. Right. And so I'm thinking I, I'm, I wrote back to him. I'm trying to find the exact writing for y'all. Um, but basically, I, I wrote back to him. And I'm like, yo, man, this is just confirmation bias one on one. Like you're not you're not even proving anything. You're just showing me how many books that you've read that already confirm what you believe. <laughs> like you've been preaching for a long time. You've been a Christian for a long time. And if all you do to reinforce your knowledge is read books by by authors who already believe what you believe, you're not you're not actually doing solid research. You're just being indoctrinated further and further. And I get it because I've done that. But me as just someone as a Christian, I want to say casually, but, you know, I read my Bible daily and I would read books to reinforce what I believe and help my quote unquote help my faith. But if you really want to be honest and have some intellectual uh, integrity, you have to you have to step outside your Christian comfort zone and just read certain texts for the like for yourself without any bias toward it just read it and decipher the information and take the history into account and that's and that's my whole thing like when it comes to talking about religion uh yeah especially talking about religion um you have to take history into account and you can't want to you can't take history and just disregard it right like you cannot disregard history because when you stop lying, that history is still going to be there. Or when you stop having that cognitive dissonance, the history is still going to be there. The reality is the reality. The truth is the truth. And so and that's the thing that I notice. And that's one of the reasons why the church isn't growing like he used to. That's why millennials like myself are falling away from the church is because we're in the information age, man. Like you can't lie. You can't even you can't even send us your little books, your propaganda books, you know, your your Christian propaganda smear campaign books like that don't work. That might have worked for your generation, but it don't work for my generation. And it's not going to work for my children either. This is the information generation, man. You cannot lie. <laughs> you cannot just sway people into, into agreeing with you just because you can speak well, just because you can hoop and holler. And I'm not saying that that's what he does, but like, I'm just in general, you know, and my whole thing is, man, I got a passion for my people. I got a passion for black folks in America, man, black foundational black Americans. I love you. all I want to see us. I want to see the best for us, man. And 
I realize that religion can really suck up a lot of our time, if we be honest. If you get the deeper and deeper you get into religion, the more and more time and resources an individual will pour into it. We live in the United States of America. We have been here longer than any group. And we are at the bottom of any category. Health, income, wealth. Um, we have the most incarcerated. We have, you know what I mean? Like anything, anything that's like negative, we lead the category in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, bruh, we as black people, we really don't have time to continue to be fooling with religion and arguing over this stuff. And and those that know, especially these pastors that have these PhDs and have this advanced training and have have the time and luxury to just study all day because all that's pretty much a good chunk of your week is used for studying and preparing for sermons like for y'all to be able to do that and then know the truth but still you won't even expose other people to the truth or just admit that you know what everything that's in our bible is not what is cracked up to be based upon other findings like just just admit it and stop and stop trying to double down and then keep other people doubling down based upon some things that are not true. Like you got to admit something. You know what I mean? Like you can't just deny everything you got. You have to admit that Genesis one through eleven is myth and that there are other stories that precede that precede those. Stories. You have to. It's about to be 2020. You can't keep lying to people. And we as black folks in America, bro, like our time is running out. And if we be honest, we about to be obsolete in about 10 years. And we damn near going to be extinct by 2053 when the when the median net worth for, for black families is at zero, because right now it's at 1200. That's right. Median net worth, the average net worth of black of a black person in America is only twelve hundred so that means most of us are in debt because the only reason why it's positive is because of athletes, entertainers, Jay-Z and Beyonce and Puffy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those are the people that are keeping us above zero. Other than that, most black folks are in debt, have no assets. When artificial intelligence becomes normalized and everyday working people start losing jobs please believe that when there's a disproportionate um, outcome in any industry we're going to be disproportionately affected the most and that's a fact that's a fact we are always disproportionately affected the most and when it comes to median income our our median net worth not income but our median net worth is lower than Latino families. We're at, according to, was it 2016? Uh, we were at 1,200. Latino families were at 1,700. And the median net worth for white families, 116,000. Okay? So it's a huge disparity. But even um, Latino folks that have been here, that haven't been here as long as us, they have a higher net worth. 
on average. So if we continue to go to church, believe in things that are not as if they are, believe in doctrines that are not advancing us and not making us a better people and not like we're if we're we continue to follow someone else's cultural value system and not our own, we're going to continue to be behind. Like if Christianity don't work for you and it doesn't make your life better, not like in your mind, but like physically, financially, emotionally, all of that. If it's not putting you in a better place and you still broke and you still begging and you still got your hand out and you hoping and wishing and praying while your white counterparts are not hoping, not wishing, they praying, but they also got other things working in their favor. If stuff ain't working, we got to we got to do stuff that works. We can't copy their 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 system. We can't copy their values. That works for them, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Typically, every culture has their own religious system, their own spiritual system, and it works for them it's conducive to their lifestyle and to their personalities and to their values so i'll say all that to say this man um there, there was more back and forth that went on with, with pastor mason um he he wanted to attack me for or not i won't say attack but he was saying well i can i can clearly see that you're not a scholar and you know you haven't read enough to come to the conclusions that you've come to but you know i do this for a living and i'm just like all right that's great like i was like so what that don't mean that you write just because you do that for a living like that is that's not even what's what's the logical conclusion that just because you do it for a living that means that means what that means nothing to me you know what i mean i'm sure and i and i said to him i'm sure that's what the pharisees said to jesus like jesus coming in there telling them that they wrong telling them that y'all you ain't you, you know all the laws, but you ain't applying it right. You know what I mean? But the, the Pharisees would say to Jesus, hey, man, we've we been here before you was even born, son. Don't don't come in here trying to tell us what to do. We've been doing this. We know all the laws. And Jesus is like, so what? You ain't doing it right. You was doing it wrong. You made it a hot line. I made it a hot something. No. But um, but yeah, man. So I was, uh, you know, I was I was like, man. I said, bro, you, you need to you need to humble yourself, man, because um, stuff like this is a is like a clear example of what happens in the church and why people leave the church. We ask you questions. We ask leaders questions and they do one of two things. They either don't answer it and tell us to pray about it or they choose uh, or, or they or they argue with us or just tell us that, you know, we we just you we ain't live long enough and when, if you live long enough then you'll eventually get the answer but i ain't got time to tell you or they will hear your complex question that you pose to them they'll turn it into a less complex question and then answer the lesser question but that that the greater question is still hanging out there and it's still unresolved and so um you know, after that back and forth, he did come back the next day or two days later um, and took time, I guess, to like re review my profiles. Like, I see I see you in Portland, Oregon. 
Um, you know, I'm out here on the East Coast. We've been dealing with these NOIs, Nation of Islam, Five Percenters, um, Hebrew Israelites. Like we've been dealing with these guys for for years, and so I understand that you guys are new to this, and you may not know it, but uh, or know much about it. But you know, we've been dealing with it, and we've been debunking this stuff for years. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, and he was saying how you know people are, even though young people are falling away, there's other young people that are that are starting new churches and and you know getting saved and looking to the gospel and all this stuff so um it it ended it ended well it ended cordial you know and um uh, i told him man anytime you in portland bro like i love to take you out for coffee and really have a conversation because that's all i'm seeking man i'm really just seeking genuine conversation and, and discourse um not you know because i no one can fully prove anything other than like what has existed at what time and then however you interpret whatever story is, is how you interpret it but we just have to acknowledge history and, and and what what existed and then can we have some somewhere to to build from there because i'm always trying to find ways to connect with um subject matter experts and, and people that are just strong and influential in whatever area that they're in to see if we can be a resource for each other and we can build, man, and we can help our folks, help help black people get out of this hole, this financial hole, this negative net worth. Because, um, you know, we can't we can't liberate ourselves if we broke and we we in debt to somebody, you know. So, um, yeah, man, uh, you guys can go on Twitter at SX SNDLS or search Socks and Sandals podcast. And you'll see a good chunk of that thread and, and more of the back and forth that we had, more of the discussion that we had. Um, but without further ado, man, let me get to this episode. Once again, it's an excerpt from the Mindset Over Method podcast. Subscribe, go on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Mindset Over Method with my guy, Lua Fan Troy. All right, holla at y'all next week. Hope y'all enjoy this. Grace and peace. That's what's keeping you driving. And that's what we talk about here on this on this podcast is try to get in your story, your mm-hmm. perspective, your journey, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And you just spilled out some beans of your mindset. It's just basically I ain't stopping. I'm, I found my life purpose. Um, and I found out the more stories I listen to, the more I don't know and the more perspectives I need to mm-hmm. need to uh, revisit. But the main but the main thing is is not stopping, though. Mm. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And I I know that, mm-hmm. like it, but in this game, yeah, I know that I don't have to be the most talented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I just I just look at what I'm getting into and mm-hmm. I study it, and like I said, for the most even with rapping, like you don't have to be the best rapper. Mm-mm. You just have to work hard. Mm-hmm. And I remember a line from Mystical. I'm sure he ain't the first person to say this thing, but he said ninety percent of this ish is your business, ten percent is your talent. Mm. And that stuck in my mind as a teenager when I'm listening to hip hop and then I'm just thinking about business and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I always knew I was gonna go to go to school and, and major in business. You know what I mean? Like yeah. but that was one principle that I kept. I'm like ninety percent is your business, ten mm-hmm. percent is your talent. Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna be good in music, I'm gonna be good in podcast, what whatever I do, my business mm-hmm. gotta be right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So and also I, like I was saying, like, 
consistency, effort. Like even Nipsey, bro. Mm. He was just like, yeah. he said, the only thing that separated me from other people was like, yeah, I just I like kept it. going. The marathon continues, <laughs> yep, bro. Yep. He said that was the only distinguishing quality was mm-hmm. that I kept going. Yep. Period. And if you listen to Nipsey's old stuff, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. Nipsey 2011, 2012 is not that great. Mm-hmm. Blue Lace, the first Blue, Blue Laces is nothing, but Blue Laces 2, mm-hmm. it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. He started in what, 20, 2007, 2008? Yeah, he was on the he, grind. He kept going. Yeah, he, he's about our age too. It's not yeah. like he's some new millennial. His yeah. dude's back in the so day. So ev- everybody ain't mm-hmm. Drake. I realize mm-hmm. that. And I yeah. don't I don't get jealous when I see other people rise mm-hmm. up. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. I exactly. want I, I want to get it the long way. I'd rather be E40 Man, than I am Jay-Z. so satisfied with the long way. Yeah. But back, I'm just now, but be honest with you, that's just something new to me. You know mm. what I mean? I used to, I wanted to do, do as fast as I can. And, uh, but now I like I love the long way because I'm learning every little bit and every little thing that I do for my company, for mm-hmm. the brand. Mm-hmm. It's like a brick and it's building something. Yeah. And um, but I tell you what, no, it's right. The consistency is just just huge because it's not how you start. It's how you, you know, because and another thing you're talking about is like you got some people will start big. But mm. then they had drizzle off. I've seen that. You know what I mean? I've seen it with podcasts. I've seen people mm. that got way, they would start out way more listens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, that's kind of crazy. They out the gate, they mm-hmm. killing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But they not here no more. And that's not, not a knock to them, but that's like, know. that's just, just the reality. Yeah. Like, I've seen people start and stop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or just like get out of the media game altogether. Like, mm-hmm. they came in with release parties, big videos, big <laughs> photo shoot. I've seen mm-hmm. it all, bro. Mm hmm. And then they not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, it's not 18, sustainable. 18 months, two years later. And then I'm yeah. like, bro, this is. It's uh, not sustainable. That's the thing about me. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm all or nothing. And, uh, and I know to, I know to do a lot of stuff. And just because I know to do it. So I, I think I should do it. And like to the biggest. And when mm. I do it like that, I go. Dang, I don't know if I can sustain this. Mm. You know what I mean? Then I find a lot about myself. Can I speak about this subject like you were saying for a long time? I want to speak more about. Right. I want to speak about religion. I want to speak about what's going on in our current news. Yeah. I want to speak about everything. Mm-hmm. But that's why we created this. That's why it took so long to pivot to this podcast. This mindset over method. Mm-hmm. It's everything starts from the inside out. It's and you can talk about that. Story. Forever. And, and it's a, it's necessary. <laughs> it's necessary. It's mad necessary. So man, I just. Anyway, we're going to do this real quick. I want to ask you a couple questions. We're going to close this real quick. Um, but uh, I want to ask you a couple questions. And just this is just straight up. Like, you're busy right now. Mm-hmm. You're grinding right now. Mm-hmm. You have a successful podcast. Um, and bef- before I ask you this question real quick, you and amongst others are the next up-and-comer Portland influencers, like mm-hmm. on a bigger scale. Like, like DJ OG1. Is like since I was young, been a huge influence mm-hmm. in in a hip hop and just in the community, yeah, um, in Portland. But I'm looking at now, it's another generation that's rising up. Mm. I ain't talking about just entertainers, but I'm talking about civilized, mature, educated people who are speaking about some real good stuff in the black mm. community in Portland. And you, one of those, um, uh, in some people that didn't grow up in Portland, that I believe is my, our boy Devon Horace. Oh, Devon, for you sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's some cats out there that's yeah. really doing it and shout out to dev man (laughs) yeah it's 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 so many people that's doing it man man that's that's humbling bro i I appreciate that's how i see it and i said man i want to be a part of that i want to be in the midst of that and uh because yeah that's and i want to collab 
Yeah, we and collab we and do stuff it. like that. Yeah, we gonna make but, it happen. Uh, I appreciate yeah. that though, bro. Oh yeah, no problem. That, that's I see it. For you sure. know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's beautiful. That's humbling, man. And uh, no, if, if, have you thought about that? No, you prob- you're, <laughs> no. You know why? Because you're in it. You're doing it. Sometimes you got. <laughs> that has not no, crossed my mind. No, at but all. I see it though, and I, I <laughs> you know, we next. Like it's our turn, and it's beautiful because of people of the older generation, man. Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's dope. Dang, so, so you saying we about to be old? <laughs> we are. <laughs> we, we about young. to be old, bro. <laughs> Dang. I know, but I want to be. I want to. I want to help help out the next generation myself and nah, give them a sure. platform and a voice for sure. But real quick, what are the current? Are what? What is your current mental struggle in the midst of your success in the midst of your uh, three year journey of podcasting business? Mm. You know, and raising a family and everything like that. Hmm, what is my mental struggle, man? That's a that's a tough one. Because we all battle with different mental struggles. Yeah. And that what let me define that a little bit. It's sometimes insecurities. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, man, uh roadblocks, uh, you know, creative blocks, whatever it might be, uh, mm-hmm. discouragement or or uh something that a hurdle that you had to jump over. Yeah. You know? Um I think it's getting like getting out of my own way because mm. you know i think um like when things just aren't necessarily panning out mm. um in in the way that you think it should go on your timing then oh, you can easily get discouraged oh. and then just start just having a, a downward downward spiral of mm-hmm. negative thinking of yeah. all the reasons why this isn't going your way and well if, if this doesn't happen by then and then man, you ain't gonna be able to. And what if the the economy you know goes down? And mm-hmm. what what you gonna do then? You know, yeah, and just yeah. all these things. And it's just like, man, what am I worrying about? Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm worrying about the future that I'm making up in my head. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, like I'm creating mm-hmm. chaos in my mind right absolutely. now, and absolutely nothing has happened outside, absolutely, except for a little raindrop. That's it. That's it. But I'm I'm creating chaos in my head. So it's like when when things aren't necessarily going the way that I wanted to go at the rate that it, that is going. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got to relax. Mm-hmm. But like that is, that is a mental struggle. Absolutely. And as if anybody's going into entrepreneurship, <laughs> that is going to be your Constant. biggest struggle yeah. is going to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And the negative talk that we have for ourselves, we kill our own dreams. Mm-hmm. We kill our own ambition. Like I said, with podcasting with the with the people who you know that the the one one person in particular that had the big you know grand mm-hmm. opening the, you know Fireworks photo photo shoot you know whatever we at the club what all this stuff and they stopped nobody stopped them nobody came in their house and was like give me that mic son you know mm-hmm. what i mean like nobody went to their job and was like hey you better not talk about that topic tonight you know mm-hmm. nobody did anything it was them. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's entrepreneurship. Mm. You, I mean, unless you go out of business and you mismanage your funds. Yeah. But when you first start. But that's it's still just, you. Yeah, it's, it's still you. <laughs> like you put yourself out of mm-hmm. business. So um, mentally, I got to, I can't allow myself to put myself out of business. You know, mm-hmm. I got to, I got to mm-hmm. keep my mind sharp and talk positive to, positively to myself. And also when those things are happening, when I'm worrying, that means I'm not doing something. Hmm. You know, so that's my mental struggle is like allowing my mind to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mind is getting to that point because I'm not actively building. I'm just sitting. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I'm sitting and I'm creating 
anxiety and stress, unnecessary, you know, worry for myself. Yep, that alarm goes off. So at least you know your little those triggers for sure. And a beautiful beautiful thing about what you just said too is that um, is that uh, you said you bring. I mean, not it's not beautiful. The, the reason why you went into anxiety. A lot of times we do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Is because we move, remove ourselves mm. from the present. That's it, mm. and we don't are we don't know what to do. Once we remove ourselves from the present, we don't we go into all kinds of hypothetical theories of what could happen. For sure, yeah. So we thinking a lot of times we thinking about the past mm-hmm. or the future, mm-hmm. and and we are panicking and we're frustrated and we're stressed and yeah. we forgot about today. Ain't you are fine today? Yeah, you don't have a cancer diagnosis today. You're good today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're 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 healthy. You woke up this morning today. Dang, you ain't got to worry about that until next week. And something, anything can happen next week. Right. But a lot of times, it's um, our minds retreat and go into panic attack when we uh, when we leave that. But no, that's a struggle that I I consistently deal with mm-hmm. all, all the time, and yeah. that's something I, I practice to keep my mind bringing my mind back and changing my mindset. But man, and one thing we have to realize is that like you're not alone, bro. Mm-hmm. Like everybody feels like that. Mm-hmm. You're not the only entrepreneur. That feels like that. Exactly. Jeff Bezos, even though he's sitting on billions, like there's mm-hmm. certain days because it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Like a bad day for Jeff Bezos is the best day of our life. Mm. But a bad day to him is still a bad day to him. His brain. Yeah, that's his reality. Computes, that's his reality. Yeah. That's his world. So that's what every, I learned, too. Yeah. Is to understand the people's reality. Yeah. And sure. have empathy. That increased my empathy is that, man, don't matter. To me, it might be small. But right. To them, it ain't. That's so I got to respect that. Yep. Well, man, man, I appreciate this podcast, man. I appreciate you being on this. And uh, continue to keep doing what you're doing and um, and continue to uh, use your voice. And before you leave, um, what is the thing that you obsess with right now, currently? It can be a Mm. TV show. It can be an app. It can be uh, whatever, YouTube, anything. I don't know. It can be food. What? Man, (laughs) I'm not obsessed with food. (laughs) Even though I'm a little, you know what I mean? No, I'm saying. So got, got a little love like, handle. No, nah, I feel you. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, I mean, YouTube is is my best friend, bro. Mm, I'm me obsessed too. with YouTube, <laughs> bro. I'm, That's my number one consumption. Right now, um, I'm watching a lot of uh, Damon Dash. Damon mm. Dash, like, <laughs> I was watching him on my way up here. Um, I've been watching him every day for the past, like, three weeks. Wow. And it's just like, man, how could you have a as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, like how can you be in a bad mood and not feel motivated man, after you listen to Dan? It's so dope. You know? Yeah. It's just like if you're having a down day and you know, and you things ain't going your way and you thinking like, all right, man, I'm I'm gonna throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, listen to Dane. I love that. Listen to Dane. So I just I just listen to his talks or just whatever I can find on YouTube mm-hmm. from him. So anything he's spitting is always just straight nuggets. Oh man. Man. It's life, man. I do that every once in a while. I do get my Dame Dash Dash fix, yeah. man. And I like what he's doing over there in entrepreneurship. Now Dame Dash is dope. Love listening to the cat. He mm-hmm. was a but he he so many people that are thriving and successful right now in the business, including Jay Z and Kanye and all, you name it. Uh mm-hmm. It's because of Dame Dash. He yeah. taught him. Even the people that are mad at him, at Dame Dash, they said, "Yeah, I'm mad at him, but the dude did put me on, on some game." You know, you know what's <laughs> crazy about Dame? If you listen to him, well, I used to listen to Gary V mm-hmm. pretty religiously. Yeah, they and now sound I listen, the same. and I listen to both of them. But like, they are the same person, 
they were just born in different places. Like they are, Period. they are the exact Period. same dude. So they were just raised differently. Absolutely. Right. So it's funny because they have the same like intuition about business, about what's about to be hot, what's mm-hmm. about to be new. What they have the same like, they not making excuses for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like go get it. Yeah. You know, um, They're giving out free game, no gimmicks. Yeah, free game, no no gimmicks. It's all about being happy. Uh, whatever makes you happy, go after that. Mm-hmm. Don't chase the money. All like it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Similar energy. The only difference is Dame is is a black dude there from the go. hood there in New go. York, <laughs> and his you know he came up in the street, right? Yeah. So yeah. because he came up in the street, that's how he got his money was in the street. Mm-hmm. His his mother died when he was a teenager, so he didn't. There's a certain level of of compassion or empathy that you don't necessarily get imparted into you if you don't Absolutely. have your mom there because your mom is the nurturer mm-hmm. she's that you know what i mean and so and he mm-hmm. didn't have his dad in the, in the household gary v came over here first generation immigrant from from russia or belarus wherever uh, over there in the um eastern european region um he had both parents his mother gave him empathy mm. his mother taught him how to have great manners mm. and to serve and to help people wow his dad was a businessman, ran a liquor store, never seen his kids, just worked hard and mm-hmm. just built built his business up. Mm-hmm. And then Gary didn't come up in the street. He came up in the liquor store. Mm-hmm. So he worked there, and that's where he learned how to mm-hmm. deal with customers and deal with percentages and mm-hmm. learn how to grow a business from $3 million to $60 million. But, like, they both took what they had mm-hmm. and grew it. And grew it. And I like how you say that. I never looked at it broke it down like that because I, t- when I hear both of them talk, I didn't. I, I I I never put that together. That one shows empathy, mm-hmm. and the other, other one doesn't. doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, the empathetic part of that person, uh, died, which was his mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it's not just the mom that in part. That's at fifteen. So enough empathy could have, have been in part, either. but he didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. And but also when that trauma happens, your defense mechanism kicks exactly. in and yeah. empathy is a sign of weakness yeah in the street you know in the you, street you can't be weak you can't no. let nobody disrespect you and he, damon dad said man I, I i didn't kill cats but i knew how to destroy them yeah you know what i mean when it comes to like but also make him look like a fool but also he, he he said that you know he wasn't the toughest dude but he hung out with killers mm. he said one thing that the killers like the killers were the most respectful people he said i never had a killer disrespect me ever a day in my life so I respect people that deserve the respect. But he said the only people that disrespect me are the nerds. Wow. The nerdiest, corniest mm-hmm. dudes that trying to hijack our cool. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, those people have shown me the most disrespect ever. Mm-hmm. He said, so that's why he goes hard on those people, those mm-hmm. nerds that don't know. Corny he's, like, he's like, if you was in the street, you can't talk to me like this. Like, mm-hmm. that's not how you talk. Yeah. Because, you know, if you talk like that, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, he was like he was saying back in. The, I don't know if it's settled now, but he was like. Lee Daniels owed him two million dollars. He's yeah. like, bro, you if you in the street, you can't do that. No, you, you can't walk around only like you. He said you're gonna be in somebody's trunk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, real wow, quick. That's, after that's that. his frame of reference. Yeah, man. So his his streets, the streets raised him, and so he moves in that way mentally. But you know, he's not physically doing it, but he still he moves on the honor code and, and all about respect for those that you know for for bosses, fellow bosses. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a boss, man, don't. Yeah. Don't, exactly. Don't talk that's to me exactly. any type of way. You know? you know, it's refreshing listening to them because I'm like, man, it reminds me that that's the freedom that we, especially we as black people, been looking for. It's not, it's not just freedom from being slaves, physical slaves, but mentally as well. Mm. And I think the best way to be free is to be our own boss, is to be independent. And these things, these are the things that 
um, uh, fortunately, white man was able to set up for their people to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the information that was hidden from us. And we had to go with normal society. Um, actually, not normal society. Normal society in general was a, just a normal generic template of how to follow you know what i mean the american dream but black folks that was a different type of template we had to deal with and hurdles we had so that being said is that you doing your thing you you being resilient rising above the oppression uh giving out your voice making no excuses creating discussions uh, locally and abroad you hitting the world um and Man, it's good to have you on this podcast and looking forward for more. And I'm glad that you share your mindset. Bro, thank you for you having know what me mean? On, bro. Oh, Appreciate yeah, no problem. Man. Hey, as soon as the full episode is available, I will let y'all know. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Peace.